Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode of The Other Stories is Bag of Bones, written by Paul Curian and narrated by Georgia Cook. See him, old Jimper, with his black sack, coming round the river, skirting the idea of throwing himself into the water, talking himself out of it, weeping all the way. Maybe you smell him first. Old Jimper holds that bathing is a security concern, and so he doesn't hold with bathing at all. What's in old Jimper's black sack, you ask? It's bones, old Jimper tells the young police officer. Just bones in old Jimper's sack here. Leave him be, says the old police officer. Everyone knows old Jimper. I don't know old Jimper, replies the young police officer. And I want to know what's in his black sack. I can tell you what's in my sack, says old Jimper. But it's a story, that's what it is. Old Jimper puts down his sack. And mind you, old Jimper never puts down his sack. And he sits cross-legged on the cycle path, beneath the scoffing glare of the streetlight, amongst dead leaves turned to pavement chiaroscuro by the autumn rain. This is the only way you can tell his story about a brother 
a dagger, a river. Old Jimper's brother was a thief by nature and by trade both. Who knows why? But he had his eye on museum pieces. Easy to lift, but hard to fence. A headache for all involved, but a rich proposition if the right buyer could be found. This season's must-have antiquity. A silver dagger, rumoured to be deathbed blessed by a crusader. And what for? says old Jimper, interrupting himself with a looping finger in the air which catches the attention of the coppers. I'll tell you what. This fancy steak knife will grant the bearer's wish. That's what. His finger loops to the ground and traces a spiral in a puddle. Just the one wish, mind you, and no take-backs. The story continues. On the night of the theft, up turns his brother at old Jimper's door, a black sack in his hands, a silver dagger in that black sack, and nowhere else to run. The police wait on every corner, waiting to do their job with a vigour, for old Jimper's brother is known to them, a fancy lad goose for their monthly numbers. As a natural result of this, old Jimper is less than eager to let his brother share the family home that night. In fact, you might say that he step-right refuses at the door itself, until, that is, his brother draws the dagger from the sack and asks old Jimper if he'd like to have his wish granted there and then, bearing the blade in his belly. Old Jimper does not wish to have his wish granted, and so his brother sidles into the living room and slots himself on the couch. He sleeps quick, he sleeps hard, but not old Jimper. Old Jimper takes the time to reassure his wife and child that all will be well, and then he goes to the sitting room to watch his bad smashed brother snore. It's not the first time this man has made his life so sore, and won't be the last. Of that, old Jimper is right sure. His brother's been a burden on the family since he could hold a thing long enough to walk away with it, and he'd lead them all to the cells beneath the court unless he stops. Or unless he is stopped. And how now? says old Jimper, interrupting himself with a toss of his greasy lined mane, silver strands at least a century old. I'll tell you how. I took his very dagger and sheathed it in his own belly. Don't look so dark-browed at me. It went in like a fancy steak knife, and when he woke in surprise, he felt no pain at all. Of course his brother woke. Of course his brother writhed. Of course his brother whimpered. Old Jimper pushed that knife all the way through to the couch below, so when the affair was over, they'd have to burn it out back. His brother breathed out as he died. I'll come back for you, old Jimper, and all of them what wronged me. That oath puts not the fear of God into old Jimper, but old Jimper don't believe in God. Not since their dear sweet mama was eaten by the ungrateful tumours she had taken care of for so long. Before his wife and child's awake, old Jimper takes his brother's body to the backyard and for the whole night buries him beneath begonias. Come morning, the garden looks lovelier than spring and old Jimper has a lightness to him that wasn't there for so many years. The coppers knock on his door soon after sunup, and old Jimper talks to them without worry. He tells them he knows nothing about any robbery, and knows that they won't look beneath the begonias. But old Jimper buried the dagger with his brother. What need does he for an artefact that may as well be an arrow pointing to a crook, and a sign over his head saying, Try me. Old Jimper may be a murderer, but he's no idiot. At least that's what he thinks, 
until the same night a year later, when there's a familiar knock at his door. And who's there? says old Jimper, interrupting himself with a smile to make you think, once upon a time this was a handsome man. I scarce can summon up the courage to tell you, even now. The open door frames a skeleton I do recognise, and between his bony ribs a silver dagger I do regret. Here the coppers do flinch. That skeleton drags itself across the doorstep and drags the blade from out its bones. It has no voice to signal its intent, but its intent is clear. Old Jimper covers his eyes with his hands and waits for pain to claim him, but instead the skeleton turns its hollow stare to where Old Jimper's family lies sleeping, and horror awakes in him. Old Jimper pleads with it so loud his family wakes to the noise. Old Jimper tries to hold it back, but it has the strength of death in its limbs, the strength which drags us all to the grave sooner or later. The silver dagger in the air, down it swoops, once, twice, thrice. And just like that, old Jimper's family are fillets marinating in their own. A jolly fellow nearly ready to call it a night, the skeleton grins towards old Jimper, who covers the bodies of his family with his own, as if that could make any kind of a difference. As he watches his dead brother approaching on click-clack feet, and feels something slide in, he whispers, I wish I could make things right with you. He can't get that thought out of his mind, old Jimper. Lying there dead in the dark next to a skeleton whose business is done for the day, he can't get that thought out of his mind. It rolls and it races and it rocks him until he can't stand it no more. And he stands up. That's right. He stands up amid all those bodies and decides to go. And where to? Asks old Jimper, interrupting himself with a deep sigh, as if miseried by the prospect of coming to the end of his tale. Anywhere but there. Across the city, looking for a way to make things right with my poor brother. But see my problem? My brother wanted one thing only when he died. Revenge. Served cold. And that's how it began. And that's how it continued. Old Jimper, now his brother's keeper, and keeping him quiet in a black sack, tied tight, always moving so that nobody would ask too many questions, showing no inclination to bathe on the off chance that his brother might get restless and work his way to the outside world. Mostly, it works. Old Jimper can carry the load as long as he never talks about it. Old Jimper discovers that he's tougher dead than he ever was alive. For what's the worst that could happen that hasn't happened to him before? Old Jimper whispers to his brother to rest while he works out how to make things right. Until one year later. One year later, his brother whispers back. And Old Jimper for the first time sets down his sack. A cop car idles in a lay-by while Old Jimper idles in the hedgerow. Away stalks the skeleton with silver in his hand and makes short work of the two cops sipping coffee on a break and comes back satisfied to sit inside his sack another year. That's how old Jimper makes things right. A year passes and his brother once again insists. A year after that, the similar story and another and another. Old Jimper gets used to the rhythm of it and keeps his hands well clean while his brother does the dirty work they both desire, although his brother desires much, much more. 
and why now? asked old Jimper, interrupting himself with a simple finger pointing over the shoulders of the cops. Because now another year has passed, and my brother needs his well of vengeance filled with the blood of those who wronged him. And sure, old Jimper's black sack now lies empty on the floor. The cops don't believe what is happening even when it happens. They draw their guns right sharp as they were trained. They issue clear warning before discharging their weapons. They pour their bullets into the bony man who is upon them with his silver dagger flashing like the smile of a lovely lady beneath the streetlight. Goes down the first, goes down the second. Gunshots fly into the night, away across the river where the diners hesitate a moment before returning to small talk and table snacks. The coppers die quick, but not quick enough. Old Jimba hears one of them say, I have a family. Please, I just want to go home to my family. Old Jimper curses. But this is not what he wants. His brother wipes down his blade on the grass beside the cycle path and nodges it between his ribs again. The most comfy space for a skeleton to carry something. He walks back to his sack and looks at Old Jimper for a second before collapsing into a pile a stray dog would treasure. Across the river, the nightly festivity continues. Old Jimper doesn't miss it. His mind is filled with one thought, to make things right with his brother. Just as his brother's mind is filled with one thought. Sometimes old Jimper wonders if this is how they'll be for all eternity. But that thought is soon shoved aside by his one thought. And what next? Asks old Jimper, interrupting himself by picking his brother's bones one by one and returning him to his black sack. The old copper sits up and says, He spared me. An old jimper sadly shakes his head and says, The dagger only grants one kind of wish, you hear? The dying kind. With that, old jimper's job is done. His black sack swings up over his shoulder and he offers his hand to the copper, who takes it and stands up on legs shaky like a newborn lamb's. What do I do? asks the copper, still not understanding. An old jimper smiles at him through the river fog. You go home, he says, to your family. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Bag of Bones was written by Paul Currian, narrated by Georgia Cook, edited by Duncan Muggleton with music by Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Carolyn O'Brien for helping with our submission reading, and of course to Ben Errington for taking his social media clippers and scissors and giving our content cats and dogs a full wash, brush and dry. Lovely jubbly. Be sure to find more of Paul Curian's work at www.curian.net. Georgia Cook is an illustrator and writer from London. She's the winner of the LISP 2020 Flash Fiction Prize and has been shortlisted for the Bridport Prize, Staunch Book Prize and Reflex Fiction Award, among others. She can be found on Twitter at, at GeorgiaCooked or on her website at www.georgiacookwriter.com. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.